Good morning, here I am again, <laughs> like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> this morning I had a little problem. I print out the text long time ago so I can keep it on my desk uh, weeks and days before. So that's the only thing I have this morning. My printer did not work because the outline that you have that I keep working until the last moment, till 8.15 this morning. And when I started, ordered it to print out, it didn't print. And so I hooked up the computer with the other printer that I rarely used, I have not used for a long time. The message came up on the screen with a numeric pad, enter the code. I don't know what code is. <laughs> so all I have is what you have, so I don't know anything more than you do. <laughs> so we may have a short lesson today. We'll say. <clears throat> uh, this is not a joke, a real story. Uh, this is for Floyd and other people who usher in our church, and I shared this in our Koinonia group. Uh, in auditorium, a meeting was held, and a lady entered the auditorium with holding a baby in her arms, and she looked kind of distraught. So one of the ushers went and asked her, is everything all right? May I help you? The lady says, yeah. There is no changing room uh, station in the ladies' room, and I need to change the baby. The usher says, that's really odd. We have one in the men's room. Trusting the baby in the usher's arm, the lady says, okay, go, you change him. <laughs> Reader's Digest has a special column. It says, all in the day's work. So this was... All in the day's work for the ushers. One of the reasons I, I am not ushering, okay? <laughs> but laughter, also Reader's Digest has other column. It says laughter is good medicine. We like to li laugh. We like to have fun. But there is something else much deeper than laughter. There is something else much profound than laughter. There is joy. There is peace that comes from the bottom of your heart. And that's what the Word of God promises us. And today's lesson is how to have that deep joy that springs out from within your heart, that you are dancing with joy, and you can't hold, hold that up within you, and everything around you is filled with joy and excitement. And I'm sure you are familiar with this passage. I'm sure many of you are going through reading the scripture in a year as I do, and you must have read this passage that is in front of you, Isaiah 55, 1 to 13. We will read a few verses from that. Isaiah, the whole book is a poetry, <clears throat> but he, it reaches a crescendo 
a high point at chapter 53, 4 and 5. And this is chapter, chapter 5. A beautiful poetic imagery that Isaiah uses to express the truth of the word of God. So we will read a few verses and then go through the outline. I'm sure, I'm, I thank you, Ryan, for making sure that everybody has the outline. I needed one. And so every, we would just follow that outline. We have even a preacher teacher here today. So we'll, we'll see how, how it goes. Okay, let's stand up and as, as I read these verses, as we usually do in church. <clears throat> Isaiah 55, we will read 1 to 3 and 8 to 13. Listen, beautiful, beautiful. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money for which, that not, which is not bread? And your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me. And eat what is good. And you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear. And come to me. Listen. That you, in the original, you is your soul. And so that your soul may live. This is Lord speaking and continues in verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and let forth in peace, so much so that the mountains and hills burst out in song before you, and the trees of the field clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of briars and the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. Father, thank you for your word that you have put in each of our hands so that you, you can share your blessings, abundant life that contains in that word in our daily life so that our lives are filled with joy and peace that you want us to have and can be influenced to people all around us. The light that shines from our face, the smile that is there, that is seen by everyone, and the joy that is contagious, that is touched 
by everybody around us so that your word is oozing out from our lives and your ministry and your purpose is fulfilled in our lives and through it goes to others. Use that for that purpose. Use this time for that purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please have a seat. Uh, we have gone through five messages, and this is not now related to that. Uh, but in a sense, it is related. Remember the five messages, Jesus the only, mount, only way, mountain too high to climb, valley too deep to cross, place that no one needs to go, and a place where everyone is welcome. By the way, all those messages are on our website, and also all those messages I have written out in fully, and so if you want to read those uh, messages, about 100 typewritten pages, uh, you can let me know and I can give it to you. Or, uh, remember the last message, the place that is everyone is welcome. We use the term to go to be with the Lord is a euphemism for death. He went to be with the Lord means he died, right? And, and we talked about that. But to be with the Lord does not necessarily mean to death. It means life. And you do not have to, be, to, to die to be with the Lord. We can be with the Lord now. The moment we receive Jesus Christ, we are assured the presence of the Lord and the invitation that we just read from Isaiah is open to everyone and we can be with the Lord all the time. And when we are with the Lord, David says in his word, in your presence there is fullness of joy, eternal pleasures at your right hand. In your presence there is fullness of joy, eternal pleasures at your right hand. And so the first point is, joy is the mark of the believer. How do, you, how do people know you are a believer? One of the ways that we heard this morning is the unity, the fellowship we enjoy with, with one another. And, and, and together we express our love for the Lord and, and, and to the people outside and they will be attracted. But the other way also you can attract other people is the joy that is seen on your face. We don't have the plastic smile like, but a real joy. We don't go around like sad Sadducees or fasting Pharisees. But we go with exuberance, with the joy filled that is seen on our face. That is the mark of a believer. There is a tradition, we have a John from England, there is a tradition in the, for the uh, Buckingham Palace. That the royal standard is flying on the palace when the queen is present. How do you know the queen is present? Because the royal standard is flying. 
there is a union there is the union jack and there is a royal standard so when the royal standard is flying on the palace people know that the queen is present when the queen is not present the royal standard is not present then the people know that queen is not present the f- joy on the face of a believer tells that the king is present in his heart joy is the royal standard for the believer that tells people all around that there is something in his heart or someone in his heart that gives him that exuberant joy and when that joy is there everything around us is touched by it there is a story about two travelers a small village surrounded by w- w- surrounding wall and a gate and a watchman sitting at the gate it's mid afternoon too early for a new traveler to come but the watchman sees a traveler coming at that time as the traveler enters the gate watchman stands up and traveler asks him what kind of people are in this village traveler responds with a question what kind of people were in your previous village that you stayed oh don't ask me they were such a crentankers is that a word complaining and grumbling and and i was so 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 much fed up that i just left early and came here early the watchman tells i'm sorry my friend you'll find exactly the same kind of people in this village too the day is gone it's almost time for the watchman to go home and he closes one side of the gate and is ready to close the other side of gate and he sees a traveler coming he's speeding up because it's late the watchman waits for him and when he comes the traveler asks the watchman what kind of people are in this village and the watchman asks him what kind of people did you find in the other village oh don't tell me they were so nice so so good to me they they just slobbered me with honey and it was hard for me to leave and that's why i'm late my friend that's the exactly the kind of people you would find in this village too It's not that all the problems in the world are because of me or because of you and we 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 meet people that are not very good whatever but much of the problem is actually created by us by our attitude if you have that joy filled heart everything around us will be touched by that and that is the mark of the believer joy of the heart is our strength joy of the lord is our strength and that is what the lord's purpose is 
we will go back uh, backward kind of we will go from verse 12 to verse uh, verse 6 verse 12 describes that joy you will go out with and joy and peace both go together you would go out with joy and be led forth with in peace so much so remember i told you this is a poetry he is using a beautiful poetic imageries by the way the language did not start with prose prose is very familiar to us and we talk in prose we write in prose and poetry comes very uh, very difficult right but language did not start with prose the language started with poetry remember the very first statement uttered by human being was flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone was a poetry that's the very first words uttered by man was a poem and since then there have been more poems written on that topic love and than anything else and isaiah and, and much of the bible is poetry all the prophets much of the prophetic material is poetry and isaiah is using that poetic image beautiful you will go out with joy <clears throat> and let forth in peace so much so that the mountains and hills burst out in song before you and trees of the field clap their hands for nine years we lived up in the mountains, uh, Himalayan foothills, 7,000 feet. We were doing Bible translation ministry. And I got uh, addicted going, to, uh, taking hikes in the mountains, a beautiful area. All the pine trees and the wind would flow through the pine tree and making that kind of beautiful sound. But I didn't see any mountains singing or trees clapping their hands. What he's saying here is, when your heart is filled with joy, all the nature around you is touched by that. And everything else is dancing around you. How do you get that? That's the main point. How do you get that joy? How do you get that joy? And that's the purpose of the word of God. Verse 11 tells us, this is how you will get the joy. So is my word that goes out of my mouth, will not return void, but will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. The word of God, this is the place where it tells clearly, explicitly what the purpose that the word of God has. Why did he give, the Lord gave the word? This is the purpose. This is the purpose. He says, you will, uh, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And that purpose is, we already saw that, the joy and peace. You will go out with joy and let forth in peace. When we were doing, as I said, Bible translation, we use that word, verse 11, so is my word that goes out from my mouth will not return to me empty. We needed to give the word of God in the language that did not have it so that that word would accomplish the purpose in their lives and bring many people to 
to to the lord and that is true but here it's not talking about unbelievers much of the bible all of the bible is not given to unbelievers remember <coughs> romans 9 paul writes about that the that the the israels received the word of god that was assigned to them as the as, as a treasure and the word of god is given to us for for teaching rebuking training in righteousness so that the man of god woman of god people of god not the other outside there people of god are thoroughly equipped for every good works and this verse tells us that the word of god is given to us for this purpose so that our life is filled with joy how many of you have the bible in your hands everyone right we may have several copies if you are, if i count all the copies that i have copies not just one but uh, several copies of same verse and probably i have about 100 bibles in my home gujarati and hindi and marathi and sanskrit and english and spanish and and so many different versions in each of the languages uh, jim here is uh, one of the gideons and uh, he gave me a gujarati new testament um and just having the bible in our home just having the bible in our hands just carrying the bible to the church every sunday morning does not automatically accomplish that purpose of the word of god to bring joy and peace how does it happen how can it happen how can that purpose be fulfilled we go back verse 8 uh, verse 10 it talks about rain as the rain and snow come down from heaven takes hard work the next point takes hard work and time as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater so is my word is described he's comparing the word with rain and snow as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater does rain produce crops does rain produce crop yes do you see any crops around here does it rain here around this building do you see see any crops rain does not automatically produce the crop it takes a farmer to prepare the soil again we lived in the mountain area and we traveled in peru all the mountainous area and one of the things we saw was terrestrial farming remember that on the mountain side 
hilly as a rocky area hilly area what they do is they dig out this side of the mountain and all the rocks that they get they build a building wall and then go on the other layer dig out the mountain and all the rocks and they build on the rocky area the retaining wall and so on they keep going they cannot take their any machinery there they cannot even take any oxen there everything has to be done by manual labor hard work one rain tells us that it takes hard work you cannot just read in the morning for few minutes and lay it aside you have to work hard and dig deep down just like a farmer prepares the soil and digs down into the ground word of god does not automatically produce the joy and peace that we desire it takes hard work what other thing it tells is also about time a farmer plants and waits for the proper time we have a proverb in gujarati that uh, you cannot ripen a mango tree by haste it takes 4 years before a mango tree starts bearing a fruit and the same thing for many most other fruits it takes a long time if you see a person grown into the maturity there is a years of hard work years of study of the word of god it does not automatically does not right away when we receive the lord we are assured of heaven but as we grow into the lord into the word and in into the relationship with the lord we enjoy continue to enjoy heaven more and more and that takes time that takes hard work and that takes years to grow joy and peace comes slowly and gradually and increasingly and then it go in the further verses 8 and 9 why do we need to do hard work why do we need to have a time long time to do that for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways declares the lord joy is in the diving for deep treasures as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts remember jesus said do not throw your pearls to the dogs the word of god is so precious so precious that it takes the respect and an awesome that we talked this morning heard this morning about awesome respect to the word of god because we cannot fathom it fully 
as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts and my ways higher than your ways remember one of the topics was uh, the mountain too high to climb and we talked about the the unfathomableness is that a word of god you cannot fully fathom god's understanding god's wisdom we only continue to grow into it we cannot fathom because god is so higher that we cannot ever fully fathom and understand remember i talked about john uh, isaac newton he said when somebody complimented him about his intelligence he said i'm like a little boy collecting seashells on seashore while the vast ocean remains unexplored he died some 300 years ago 1727 and even in 21st century the universe is only known about 5% less than 5% and scientists will never ever fathom the full universe ever no matter how much they know how much we have advanced in science we will never ever fathom the fullness of universe and that exactly is what the word of god is we will never ever fathom the fullness of the word of god but the joy is in deep diving into once in a while as we deep dive into it we find the pulse and we rejoice and fulls the joy that gives us the joy the joy is in deep diving and there we go the invitation is open in the first three verses come remember how many times it says come come all you who are thirsty come to the waters come buy and eat come buy wine and milk listen listen to me listen that you may live this is the open invitation to every believer come buy come all you who are thirsty remember jesus said i have come so that you have life and i have it abundantly and this is the invitation to have that abundant life come to the waters come have you who have no money come buy and meet come buy milk wine and milk what it is talking about is that sumptuous dinner sumptuous dinner invitation and when when you read this have you ever thought about this that it talks about buying come buy and eat buy wine and milk but also it talks about without money and without cost have you i'm sure you have read this before have you ever thought about how can you buy without money and if you buy without money then 
uh, if you buy with money, then how can it be free? He says, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. How can you buy without money? That reminds me of an, uh, my childhood experience. When uh, we were, I, I was growing up in a small village, you go out and it, in India is very hot. Uh, in the rural area, it gets really hot. And as you are going out into the village, there were some, some places that people, uh, a lady would be sitting with an earthen jar of water and there will be some ice on it. So as you go around, you can go and get water from her, free water, and quench your thirst. You are getting that water free. But that lady is sitting there with a request of somebody else, some philanthropist has paid her to give the water. So she is giving out water free to you, but actually you are buying water from her because she has already been paid. Isaiah 55 comes after Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our sin fell upon him, and by his stripe we are healed. Somebody has paid the price, and now it is free for us, because somebody has paid the price. Peter writes in his letter that you were not bought with perishable things like silver and gold, but you were bought with precious blood of Jesus Christ. And so now come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and we eat, eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. Open invitation to every believer to come to the dinner, sumptuous dinner. And as we continue to grow into the word of God, it brings the joy and peace that is overflowing from our heart. And remember, joy, a command. Have you ever thought about this in the Bible? Joy, I did not could not print it out, uh, but when I googled on, uh, search on Google, joy is a command in the Bible, and you can do that. I found a website listing 25 verses that commands, uh, commands joy. Rejoice, always. And again I say, Paul says, rejoice. There are 10 verses in the Psalms, 10 verses in the Prophets, and 5 verses in the Gospels, uh, in the New Testament, that commands joy. Now imagine, how can you command somebody for joy? Hey, be joyful. Somebody is in, the, in, in, in hospital, in pain, and you command him, rejoice. And Jesus did. Rejoice when you are persecuted. 
How can you rejoice when you are pain? When how can you rejoice? But when the Bible commands to rejoice, all these things that we talked about is in the background. If you are in the Word, if you are growing into the relationship with the Lord, if you are studying and spending time in the Word, then the Word will take root in our hearts and in our lives. And no matter what happens around us, our life will be filled with joy and peace. Our life will be filled with joy and peace. So joy in spite of whatever or anything happens. Our uh, Christian life is even though, even though nothing good happens seemingly, I will rejoice in the Lord. Remember Habakkuk? We are going through our visitors. Uh, we are going through the uh, Route 66, 66 books of the Bible, and one of the days we will be studying Habakkuk. Habakkuk begins his uh, book by uh, in the valley of despair. I cry out, why don't you, Lord, listen to me? And the last verse is you should memorize. Though the fig tree does not blossom, though there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crops fail, though uh, fields produce no fruit, though there are no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the stall, yet will I what? Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the Lord my Savior. He takes my feet, uh, makes my feet like deer, and takes me to the utmost heights. From the valley of despair to the mountaintop experience. Why? Because he had the vision of the Lord. And that vision we can have every day in the world, through the world. I don't expect to get invitation from the President of the United States to spend dinner time with him. I, I assume it would be very difficult to get invitation from President of the United States for me, right? And I assume it's not easy, uh, you, even if you received an invitation, uh, your request was granted for an for a audience with the president, you, you just can't just call the office and say, okay, can I have a lunch with the president next Thursday? Uh, you would have to apply months in advance, and the FBI would make all kind of searches. Uh, and finally, if you are approved, you just can't just go and walk in. You would have to go through this process of all the etiquettes, how to stand before the president, how to address him, how to walk uh, before him, and so on. Think about that. You have the invitation from the creator of the universe. Come, all you are thirsty. And it's open invitation. Every morning, every morning, every evening, every time, 
any time, you can go and spend time with him. To be with the Lord doesn't mean to die. To be with the Lord is spending time every day with him. There is a beautiful example of that invitation in uh, other scripture, Psalm 23. We are all familiar with Psalm 23. It's a shepherd psalm, right? Yes, it is. But it's not only shepherd psalm. There is other part of that psalm that we ignore. Verse 5, first four verses talks about he is my shepherd and leads me into the path of green pastures and so on. But verse 5 changes the image. Have you ever thought of that? He prepares a table before my enemies and my cup overflows. He's talking about God having a dinner with the Lord. The Lord has invited him. Think about that. President of the United States invited you and he dismissed all the staff and he said, okay, I'll prepare a dinner for you and just you and me. The Lord has invited each one of us and David experiences that, that the Lord has invited me for the dinner and he has himself prepared the dinner for me and he keeps pouring the wine and the juice in my cup and my cup overflows. And we just, me and the Lord, sitting together, enjoying the dinner. And how does he end the psalm? I will be in the house of the Lord forever. This is so good. This is so good, I don't want to live from here. This is so good, I don't want to live from here. I will be in the house of the Lord forever. And that is the invitation we have. That is the invitation we have. The last statement you have down there is growing into the knowledge of God through our daily personal study of the Word of God with a purpose of becoming more and more like Christ which will be evidenced in our life that will produce the overflowing joy in our life. You see, Sunday morning we have a good teaching as we talked this, uh, heard this morning. But that is once a week. It would be going like staying hungry a whole week and going to a soup kitchen on once a day, once a week. What about the rest of the day? Are you feeding on the Word of God daily? No matter how good a church is, just one Sunday morning is not enough. Are we feeding on the Word of God daily, growing in the knowledge of God through our daily personal study of the Word of God with a purpose of becoming more like Christ, which will be evidenced in our daily life, every day, daily, growing into the Word of God. And that's the invitation. Come, all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters. 
and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me so that your soul may live. And if we do this, you will go out with joy and be led forth in peace, so much so that the mountains and hills clam uh, burst out in song and the trees of Phil clap their hands. We have a hymn to sing. We have time. Uh, we don't have a music today, right? Can, but this is a very familiar, very familiar hymn we can sing. <clears throat> Somebody start. God of glory, Lord of love, hearts unfold like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the dark of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. All thy works with joy surround thee, earth in heaven reflect thy rays. Stars and angels sing around thee, center of unbroken praise. Field and forest, vale and mountain, flowery meadow, flashing sea. Chanting bird and flowing fountain, call us to rejoice in thee. Thou art giving and forgiving, ever blessing, ever blessed. Wellspring of the joy of living, ocean depth of happy rest. Ever singing, march we onward, victors in the midst of strife. Joyful music lifts us sunward in the triumph song of life. I changed a couple of places, S-U-N to S-O-N. Joyful music leads us sunward in the triumph song of life. This is, as, as you can read below, this is one of the very familiar hymn that expresses the exuberant joy of believers' life. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the open invitation that you have for each one of us. And Father, that is for those who have come into relationship with you. Your child coming to a father, coming to the father, having a joyful relationship. If there is anyone here, Father, that has not yet come into that relationship, Father, before this message is becomes practical, pray that your Spirit will work in that heart 
so that your purpose in that life, the basic purpose is to come into relationship with you through Jesus Christ is fulfilled. And for the rest of us, Father, you have given your word. Your word is in our homes, in our hands, and it's a precious treasure that you have assigned to us, which is sweeter than honey and more precious than all the world that can afford. Pray that we will treasure that. Pray that we would use that. Pray that we would dive deep into that. Pray that, Father, we would have put our utmost priority to it so that it works in our lives and it fills our hearts and our lives with joy. That joy, that exuberant joy that is expressed through our behavior, the joy and exuberant joy that is expressed to our relationship with people outside, everyone we meet, so that your light would shine through us in this dark world and that joy would become real. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for Jesus who made it all possible. And in his name we pray. Amen.